of episode, Sports Banter. That's right. With Mr. Peanut. And the Polar Bear. And special guest. Special guest. My man, Casey Robinson, all the way from Minnesota. He's, he's our first contest winner. That's right. His first, first re- of many. His first reaction was, so you rigged it? <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, classic Rick. And, you know, I wouldn't put it past me. But I did not. No. You know, he got a good. He had a good topic to address. Yeah, I think that's what helped. And uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today as we're diving in. Um, you know, college football, paying the athletes, that whole, uh, that whole dilemma. Me and Casey, the way I know him, we played football together at Drake freshman year. We both departed after that. <laughs> we'll, we'll call it that. But actually, Casey went on to play at Minnesota. Welcome aboard, Casey. What's going on? Appreciate you. Thanks for the introduction. It's nice to meet you, polar bear. It's not every day you see a talking polar bear. That's right. <laughs> I'm a rare breed. I'm excited to be here. It's it's uh, nice to meet you. And as always, Rick, you know, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about that you want to start off with that I think that college players should get paid? Let's just hear, let's just hear of your general thought process concerning... Uh, you know, the players being paid and maybe how it used to be and how it is now and kind of what your take is on it. All right. So first of all, I definitely think that all players should be compensated more than what they are and what they have been given in the past and current times, um, mainly because it's a multi-billion dollar corporation. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have young men essentially putting their lives out on the table to make these people billions of dollars. And it's like, <laughs> you want to you wanna say that, you know, education is the, the payment, the stipend for that. And it's like these most I didn't spend much time in class unless I was like forced to be there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um so basically, the days we had tests, that was a lot of the days I was. Showing. That's when you showed up. Yeah, you know, I was tired. Like I didn't want to go to all yeah. the classes. So I went to the ones I could, but I know a lot of other players were on the same tip, you know. So it's it's a it's a grind, man. It's a grind, and I think that every player, even you know, it even starts back in high school, where you know, if you're popular enough and you're doing your thing in high school and somebody wants to buy, you know, your shoes off of you that you signed for $400, why not? That's your name. That's what you're about. That's what you do. But apparently that's against the NCAA rules and they're in high school. Yeah. And I think, I think to that point, like real quick, uh, that was the most probably confusing part to me of college football for like the longest time is that, Somebody could be like a Heisman candidate, let's just say mm-hmm. most recent, like, you know, famous polarizing guy, Johnny Manziel. He can ball out and, uh, you know, Texas A&M and the NCAA's uh, apparel line of Manziel and Texas A&M, that can go up, but he himself can't sign a picture that would he could benefit off. That makes no sense to me. You know, like Casey said, the, the NCAA will kind of pass it off as, oh, well, they get a free education. Like, that's such a like 19 like 40s way of thinking of yeah. like oh you get to come just it's like and if if we switch sports real quick if we go to basketball like the main guys are only there for a year anyway so you can't if tell that. me if like that. that's such a, like a great experience especially when most of the time when you're that high level athlete you're 
you know, you're, that sport is the main thing you're doing at all times yeah. anyway. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, you know, when you think about it, it's, you know, we're talking about, like, you get free education, but you're also an employee, you know? Right. Where are the benefits besides education? And guys who, you know, I mean, if you're that superior superior athlete that knows that you're going to be going on to the NFL, NBA, what have you, wherever your professional sport leads you. But you have this realm of, well, why can't I make, you know, a sense of income that where Mm -hmm. I can live off of? Yes, there's food, there's, you know, there's meal plans and things like that. But sometimes that's not even guaranteed. Mm -hmm. And just this fact of, you know, the NCAA just kind of throwing the education card. And I agree, it is such an antiquated thought process for something it just doesn't in a realm where there's so many levels and so many ways of making a form of income who's mm-hmm. why why is it stopping at well we're giving you an education yeah you know like yeah. it's just it's it's so you know disconnected mm-hmm. if you will absolutely and i mean i th- i just think in the age of social media too to be to have like millions of followers and you know people are coming to the game to see you play yeah um and like casey's saying like the amount of time i'm sure what was a you know what what did a weekly schedule at um minnesota look like oh man during the the grit of it all yeah I was just let's day to day because he yeah, so. it's funny is like i would text him sometimes Ooh. when he was going through it and he'd just be like ah, i'm so fucking tired yeah <laughs> Like I'm in great shape, but yeah, I'm yeah, so tired. Putting in too. Yeah. It was insane, man. Yeah, I was waking up around five, ten, five, fifteen every single day for about three months straight at one point, mm-hmm. and going to bed around you know eleven p.m. because I don't get done with everything I have to do school and football wise until about eight o'clock. Then mm-hmm. I don't get home until about, you know, close to nine. So at that point, I'm expected to do homework. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. I just grinded from yeah. <laughs> you know, 6 a.m. until friggin' 6 p.m. So it's like, what else do you want from me? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and, and I'm not getting paid. That's ridiculous. So it's a 15 hour day. Yeah, it's man. a 15 hour day that like the public or people that aren't necessarily around it or maybe you're just a fan are just like oh well you're just playing a sport you know it's like it's so much it's so yeah. much more time and commitment what people don't see is like uh even at drake we would have film before the practice then we go to practice then you got film after the practice then next day you're going the, like morning film then the pre-practice yeah. film it's like um quick question do you guys think coaches should get paid as much as they get paid that's a great question because and that's another i think that's another part of the scale of the ncaa because like like you see the the main coaches like saban and uh jimbo fisher and like those type of guys are making crazy money crazy money we're talking yeah we're i mean not just millions of dollars like tens of millions of dollars every year and granted they're great coaches but it should definitely i think what you're trying to say is like there should be a trickle down effect to the guys who are actually playing the game but i mean on the team there is an argument to that i mean we're essentially what we're kind of focusing on is a d1 program right and i mean i mean 
at a higher concept. Let's just put it at that right now. But, I mean, if you go yeah. to, like, a D3 where you have, like, you know, we're just talking in that. I'm just kind of, yeah, you know, I'm not playing, like, Now devil. we're in the weeds. Yeah, now yeah, we're in the exactly. weeds. Exactly. I'm not trying to be, like, devil's advocate or anything <laughs> like that. But, you know, I mean, it it brings up the question of how does a college become competitive if you are going to be playing, paying your athletes, right? So, I mean, I'm just... So, I guess that kind of the point is uh, how how do you guys view that it should be done? If it was done perfectly. Yeah. So uh, uh, look at it as a sense of equity, right? Because if you have a team and you want, you want all of your players on your team performing well, doing the best that they can, your, your mental energy, the way you're sitting at mentally, if you're not at peace, that also gets in the way of your performance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So how, is, how, how can you as a coach making millions potentially being close to a billionaire if you keep doing that job for long enough and you know that one of the kids on your team like their mom their their family is struggling you know what i mean and you can't legally do anything about that that's kind of messed up you know what i mean like everyone on your team should be in a place of uh reasonably the same measure of equity in the sense of what they have within their you know single household family so what you're saying is that the coaches and the whole team should be on the same pay scale level is that what i was saying not the coaches but like your players so you're saying that there should be essentially like uh a minimum wage right like is kind of i mean that's that's kind of how i'm reading it right is that there should be a minimum wage based off of that but then there also, I mean, you could also even make like a salary cap for coaches on different levels, right? Personally, um, and the NCAA is starting to make changes just based on like the, uh, you know, like the U.S. like shaming them into it, which because yeah. like Casey said, they've been making, it's such like a crazy thing that they have been doing forever because they make so much money on these athletes without having to pay them. And, you know, it's quite the system. But it's the education, on, right? Right, it's right. The that's the that's yeah. the blanket. It's like you get to go to our school. It's like, okay. Um, like, that's great and all. And, you know, not diminishing education at all. But you also have to understand how much money that these guys are bringing in through all sorts of different faucets, so to speak. Yeah. Whether it's gate, uh, season ticket holders. Jerseys. Memorabilia. Especially when a guy is a pro athlete or becomes one. And he has that kind of polarizing... Um, uh, appearance so i think my thing is kind of like casey um and thank you too yeah. is that there should be like a blanket yeah we're all on um, the same page there blanket yeah. scale of payment to all the players but here's i'm gonna take it a step further and mainly probably because of the job i just got or whatever but there should be education to to that team of how you could funnel that money into growth long term and that's yeah. something that's not even taught in schools anywhere is like yeah. how you can funnel those that money into accounts to actually grow long term and it's not like um because right. you then you're changing generations of wealth and generations of thoughts on money instead of like here's 1400 bucks like go spend a shit ton on like a jacket or you know what i mean like that's that doesn't do anything either like let's educate the players on how to save this money yeah and you know become business people because at the end of the day it's still like you know one percent of those players are going to make it to the nfl and that's going to be their career so let's let's set people up where they can be successful when they're not playing football. 
or any sport. Yeah, so something that I've, I mean, kind of piggybacking off of that, and I'd love to hear both of you guys' opinion. I know Rick and I have kind of talked about it as well, but is also, too, is almost building, like, a trust, right? Mm -hmm. It's Rick's talking about, like, prolonged wealth, but also, too, like, you know, let's say that, let's just say you're getting paid, like, a minimum wage, like, let's say you're getting paid, like, the minimum of what whatever the NCAA, NCAA, like, creates, right? But you get a certain amount that you can allocate out per, let's just call it, like, maybe every two weeks or per semester, but you're making more than that. And then at the end of that, that's a trust that's guaranteed to you that's tax-free. I mean, what do you guys think of that concept? I mean, again, it all determines on what the pay is actually mm-hmm. looking like per player, but... What do you think, Casey? Yeah, I'd love to hear your opinion on that. Um, I think it, that's something that could be completely up to the system, up to the coaches. Like, I just don't understand how we can have such an umbrella cap of, like, this is just how it is. Yeah. And not- allowing people need help and it's like why why should anyone on anyone's team be struggling meanwhile all the coaches are chilling you know can Mm -hmm. go spend millions of dollars every year and you know so i think there's just different levels to it and i think Mm -hmm. that that you had a really good idea like they should definitely be able to allocate that money how they kind of see it so for the long term um, or yeah yeah well both of you guys had really good ideas yeah like, yeah and I've i wonder what these these... Com- go, go ahead go ahead no uh, you got it i wonder what these conversations... everybody's polite yeah exactly i wonder what these conversations too sound like in the ncaa you know right. i mean are they it's... thinking in mind of of the athlete or are they thinking of how can we save the schools from spending too much money on the athletes that 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 to me is a huge conversation yeah and i mean it's probably something honestly that we'll never know no of because course not. the ncaa is a business first and foremost yeah. and a business doesn't have feelings thoughts or whatever whatever we're talking about they could probably care less because they had they built they see it as an issue they see it as an issue that is kind of being forced on them because yeah. for you know forever they've they had this amazing thing where they're making billions of dollars every year so it's like why would they want to change that you know yeah. um, and if the players just all collectively one year were like we're not playing unless y'all pay us i guarantee it would be you one of what? the most crazy strikes of all time of all time dude yeah, that'd be legendary it, shit. It, actually, time, but it would be up there in like be, top <laughs> historical We're moments. Talking top three yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that actually reminded me though of um, I think it was like two years ago maybe with Northwestern trying to form a union of college football players. I thought that was like, that was the first thing I started thinking of is like gener- that was the coolest thing ever. It's creating like a, a union to protect the players at the collegiate level because they have the NFLPA, which is the national, I mean, yeah, yeah. football players association that protects the NFL players, but you know, who, who's this sounds bad, but who's backing up collegiate athletes, right? right. And of no. course, there may be yeah. something, but I don't know what it is. And if no, it is, it's it's not anything strong enough to oppose the NCAA. And no. I think that's why it ended up not even happening, is because it's just it's too strong of a corporation to uh, yeah, that's they a can kind of just sense of you know peg you down and be like. 
we're just not going to budge and like we have all the resources to not have to budge and that's kind of the uh sad part about it because if they did have uh some type of system for right now it'd probably be just d1 athletes of probably f uh fbs um but that would be amazing because it would like we're talking about it would have that um it would have the players' assets at mind. Yeah, it have like it would have um, structure yeah. for these funds that we're talking about, and I think it would make a tremendous difference that really wouldn't cut into the NCAA that much. This football union, I haven't heard of this. Yes, um, so it was something that um, something worth researching for sure because it didn't end up happening. It's happened in the past where uh, some. All, all I can attest to is the Northwestern one because that yeah. was the most recent. But players from Northwestern uh, tried to form a players' union, and I think it was just for Northwestern. But, um, yeah, they basically tried to form what Brian was saying, polar bear, excuse me, it's okay. of the NFLPA for college, and it just it didn't amount to anything because, you know, it's it's one school versus the Goliath, you know. Yeah, you would have to have the momentum going into yeah. it before you do something mm-hmm. like that. Well, and I think the strike that you talked about, like, again, to get that in, on such, like, a grand scale would be very difficult to do. But I think a strike would kind of push that that thought process of going, oh, shit, like, these players are – they're already together, but now they're together on a broader scale. And they, they're they essentially showing how much weight they have and how much impact they have on each other. And now it's, well, now it's the influence of how much we're going to have on the NCAA as at itself. Now, there is this kind of thing that I'm just thinking of and that could impact that is kind of like what happened during, you know, the strike in the NFL. Right, you have guys that were not recruited or didn't get to play in the NFL, but or got cut. Now they're being able to come back and scabs, play. Is that what you're Essentially, yeah. scab players, right? So let's who's to say, right? We have yeah. let's just put you guys into the same boat, right? Like you guys go played higher level collegiate football than I did, but let's say you mm-hmm. guys dip out, right? You go on strike because you want to get paid, but then you have this other kid that didn't get recruited, and now he has the opportunity to maybe just sure. float in and. Who's to say they pull your scholarship, right? I'm just saying, like, that's probably why that the strike doesn't happen is because at the end, it's like it's 19 to 22, 23 year old kids that are trying to make the dream a reality, and you only have that period of time, yeah, <clears throat> while you're in your prime, to make it happen, and True. you know, it's that's why it's probably tough to stand up when as otherwise when you're already an established NFL player and you're like, all right, well, I've already made, you know. A sizable amount where I could sit out this year, and yeah. you know we could they can have like a year off. But I think that's and this is what I'm thinking. The NCAA knows like they, it funnels in every year. They exactly. Have, it's a, it's a system that you can't really break, which is why the fact that even players being paid is now starting to be a thing is good for the future. It took you know however many years to even get to that point. Why yeah. players are starting to be paid now is definitely due to the living conditions of some because you know a lot of these guys that are uh scholarship athletes like they don't come from much so it's uh their scholarship was their opportunity yeah that's why they're so good at that sport exactly you're trying to make it out um and you know us going to jc like we couldn't have seen that in a bigger light yeah 
going to just trickle in on with Rick, like living conditions and things like that. Even with getting a scholarship, a lot of stuff isn't guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a friend that was on a scholarship and they he was living off campus because he had the opportunity to live off campus but be on scholarship. And he actually was waiting for a rent check and he actually got evicted because the school didn't give him a check. And I mean, now he's essentially one homeless two he's one trying to find like he still has to go practice and now he's got to find a place to live i mean that's just one horror story that i heard of mm-hmm. who's to say the 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 multitude of other stories that there are like that so i mean yeah. it's just i just want hopefully to, hopefully it's not commonplace but no that's, i'm sure it's not the only story yeah there. yeah of course and of course if he was being paid where <laughs> he actually had access to his own income who's to say if he i mean shoot i mean i know at that time he was getting recruited or at least looked by the nfl you know and that may have to some that could kill someone's drive right like now i gotta really focus on my life because i'm not making any type of income so now i'm actually gonna drop away from playing in the nfl or i have to focus on getting a job where you're paying an athlete where they actually have access to the funds immediately yeah, You know, that could even push them further into getting into the NFL because they don't have to worry. Like you've said, there's so many people that have so many, so many things going on personally in their lives. A check is going to help. And here's another just quick bit. And then I got a question for both of you. But um, I think as a very general but uh, important broad way that the NCAA could restructure themselves is that they should be more player-based. You yeah. know what I mean? When... Uh, you know, let's say a guy declares for the draft, either any sport, mm-hmm. and they don't get drafted. Like, they should be allowed to come back to school. Why not? Yeah, who um, cares, dude? I mean, if you still have eligibility, like, let's get him back in school. Like, what's wrong with that concept of, like, oh, you're, you're like, dead to us now? And especially if you've worked your whole life to get to that point and you didn't make it, like, now what? And you don't have a degree Yeah, now either. you're dead on a degree. So I'd like to see NCAA welcome the players back and have some type of program do that. But my question to both of you, um, what would you say two quick things the NCAA could change that would change your opinion of that corporation? Well, I'm going to let Casey go it. for it first. <laughs> I'm like, oh. of course, Rick brings up a That's... question that we're, oh, you got to have two, and it's actually hard. <laughs> yeah. um, something that would change my mind instantly is if they started at least like a financial aid program or something like that, that was like fundraised money that they could pull in from other sports organizations like professionals and the NFL, for instance. Like there's so many ways that they can provide this money outside of being like, oh, well, we have, you know, a budget and we have to pay the coaches millions of dollars so we can't pay the players. Well, it's like, you know, find a way to fundraise and get this money because there's billions of dollars in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? I think they should loosen. And, and so that, and then if they loosen their, um, their rules on players allowing their own, because like, you know, if I make an LLC, with my name on it, basically, um, like I am my business, you know what I mean? Right. And it shouldn't be illegal for a 19 year old, 20 year old male to say, 
I'm going to make merch, put my name on it and sell it because I'm dope at this sport and people will buy it. But that's illegal because they're using their name, which is associated to the NCAA. Right. Basically, the so. NCAA can't make money off you. So, you yeah, because you you're making your own money. <laughs> so yeah. I, yeah, totally right. agree right. with that. They can make money off of you, but, but you, you can't, can't. You can't make money off you. No, <laughs> that's that's not backwards at all. No, of course not. <laughs> I don't see the problem. Yeah, no, that's that's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those two things, like if they did something about those two things, I would think they're heading in the right direction with it. Otherwise, man, it's it's might forever be a problem. Like, I yeah, I think it. I think it has started to change yeah. um it's taken a long time for it to change though that's kind of what casey's right. saying is like the ncaa has been around forever you know it's pretty much been the same for like a really long time now we're starting to get into like well wait a sec because now can only because of like social media and it's like visible to see that like hey he just got suspended for like uh selling his like towel or something yeah and i think what also too is <laughs> collegiate level has gotten so much like money surrounding it yeah and i mean it's like where is it going yeah Yeah. exactly people are trying to ask like where is it going yeah there's it's a there's multi-billion dollar assets being had at different college levels but you have players working their ass off to some degree of you know like you casey said i mean you're working 15 hour days you know and that's for like you said, three to four months at a time. I mean, you're pretty much killing yourself to make sure that you one stay on the team, yeah. Two, continue to keep a scholarship if you are on that scholarship, and three, make sure you get grades. Because if you don't get mm-hmm. grades, all out. that shit yeah, goes it away. Doesn't even matter. Yeah. Um, but if you were to say, Rick, I knew mm-hmm. you asked me my two as well. I, I did. think for one, <laughs> um. <laughs> One would definitely be like some type of group within the NCAA that's that is driven by former athletes that are pro athlete pay. Nice. That I would like that. That would show that the NCAA is at least listening. And number yeah. two is they're actually focusing on how to be better. How to be better. Yeah. And my big thing, and this is like I'm drawing from me working at Nike is their big thing is making sure that athletes are being taken care of. For me, athletes at the collegiate level need to know that there's people that were in their place that have experience of what they're doing, leading the charge. That's what the players association does at the NFL level. That's what the collegiate level needs as well. The second thing is I think they need to develop some type of financial system that they can apply to every collegiate level Mm -hmm. so i know i spoke about it and we kind of just tinged on a little bit but like a minimum wage but also a salary cap for coaches because i think that's huge i mean nick saban definitely makes upwards of like seven million dollars right a year yeah a year he's got a house paid for he's got to get a boathouse i mean i will say the guy coached in the nfl as well we're talking about probably one of the highest level and you know top tier coaches in the NCAA history but you know as that starts trickling down to other players or other coaches I mean 
what's the disparity between a coach and a player both impacting the program too? Because mm-hmm. they're both making the school money. Yeah. Nick Saban's just making it on a guaranteed consistent basis, and right? It, it just shows how much money that these schools have. It's like exactly. you're, you're offering $40 million to a football coach. It's yeah. Like you probably got some money left over for uh, stuff that could actually be allocated toward you know, the good, the greater good of most of those players who aren't going to be you know, professional athletes. Yeah, and there's so many coaches that stay at the collegiate level as well, right, that they want to stay at the collegiate level because they know that their system is successful, so they're able to continuously get a check. Mm-hmm. Where at the NFL level, as you start, once you screw up, nine times out of ten, you're out. And it's yeah. either on a plane ride home or you're sitting on the toilet going hey yo bro you're fired just taking a fatty dump (laughs) yeah yeah now you have a dump on your life (laughs) um well i was a walk-on and so i didn't even have my school paid for on top of all of that oh shit um but it was i don't know it would i would say they treated me because they made it pretty clear that they treated their walk-ons just like all the other players. So Uh I was still given, you know, free meals every night. Well, yeah, it was like a mandatory meal basically. So I didn't even have the option to like not eat it, (laughs) but yeah. um, You're going to eat this and you're going to like it. (laughs) And it was fire. Like, don't get me wrong. (laughs) They catered in some like really good, food so that was dope um but yeah i had to still pay for my housing still had to pay for you know uh internet all of that Mm -hmm. everything you know um thank god i had the help of you know my parents and just like i was you know yeah trying to make money in any way i could really so it was it was tough, man. Like there was days I would just be like, "Wow, I have like ten dollars some mm-hmm. days." Like, go yeah. eat because I can't work. My my parents are just helping me with rent, basically. And so, yeah, they weren't doing a whole lot besides just feeding me, to be honest. Yeah, and I mean, there's no hours for you to even get a job, right? You'd basically be up all all 24 hours if you were to take on and some people do that i don't know like how but you'd be like you're up pretty much your body can't take that i don't think my body would for sure just get sick as fuck yeah (laughs) yeah every i mean you wouldn't be able to function yeah let alone perform right right and yeah at the end of the day you're on a football team it's like yeah for like even a month like there's just no way there's no way the human body is like built to run on sleep like you get three days of that, and then your body's like, all right, well, I'm going to sleep whether you want to or not. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, yeah. that's just, like, another level to add to this, right? Because if you're a walk-on, you're paying for your stuff. Yeah. A scholarship, you know, at a scholarship, yeah. you're helped even more. But to the guys that are those walk-on guys that are literally, I mean, you were very blessed to have the opportunity to have your parents help you. But who's to say there's that other percentage of guys that – have no one helping them and they're a walk-on and they're not being assisted in any manner you know i mean it's just and those are the stories that are very hush hush around the ncaa and that pay again we come back to pay would help those guys out oh absolutely yeah yeah 
I was going to say, you're probably incorporating, like, let's put the walk-ons on that pay as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they're living the same exact life, you know? Yeah, I agree. Except a little bit harder because you don't have that, the perks of the scholarship that no. you're, like, desperately trying to get. Yeah, man. And it's like, they can just dangle a scholarship in front of you, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Keep you around. Yeah, but most of the walk-ons I played with, like, uh, one of the dudes I was probably closest with on the team he quit like literally over winter break <laughs> and wow. i was just like man come on dog like you're you're my homie at practice yeah. now, <laughs> now, now i gotta find i got no one else <laughs> yeah because he was also a receiver and so mm-hmm. i had a couple other homies but they're on the defensive side so it was just a little different because you know during practice you know it's like I'm with receivers the whole time. So, um, yeah, I was a little disappointed. And um, I'm not sure how many other walk-ons, like, lasted the next couple of years. But um, I can imagine a couple of them did. So, I think it's a pretty small number that end up being a walk-on for, like, the entirety of the – and, you know, shout-out to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. That takes a lot. So, it's definitely easier to walk away than it is to uh, yeah. stick with I, it. All I had was a year, man. Yeah. Because, I mean, like you said, that schedule, <laughs> crazy. It's crazy hours, and, you know, you are blessed to play the game, but at the same time, it's like... At what expense? At what point? Yeah. At what I don't know. College football is tough. It makes you question, like, how much am I into this? <laughs> you're right, yeah. Because you better be into it, because you're doing it every single day. Every day, man. Polar bear, you <laughs> are man. At what expense? Because it's like... <laughs> Do I want to lose my legs when I'm 40? Do I want to, like, you know, football is a grind, man. And there's some uh, grown, grown yeah. men at the age of 18 playing this sport. Like, it's crazy. So I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I feel that. It was actually interesting that you say that because, like, freshman year at Drake, and we just walk out there and you're playing with, like, 22-year-old, 20 almost 23-year-olds, it's just, like, completely different body type mentality. I'm like, should wow. I be out here? <laughs> like, talent-wise, talent we're probably there, but it's like, yikes, man. I don't know. Whole different beast. It is. It is, man. I can't imagine being in the NFL or any any yeah. professional sport, for that matter. Yeah. Like, they they – deserve it they go hard because that's it's insane what some of them people do yeah those are beasts of people that are just specially either genetically gifted or like resiliently gifted mentally yeah Uh, i think you gotta be one of those two like even tom brady himself just like refuses refuses to concede or lose or i will beat everything yeah i'll beat any and if you doubt me like i gotta rub it in your face now Hey, you know what? It would have been a lot better of a game if the Chiefs' offensive line kind of like you know was at least able to do something for the man. But yeah, he tried. I gotta give it to the goat though. Like Tom Brady is the goat for sure. Like yeah, we pretty much nailed that to shit yeah. last time. I mean, yeah. You, like I said, at this point, if you're not calling him the goat, then you're just a grade A hater, and I got nothing for or you. Or you don't. <laughs> You don't know anything about football. That's just how you put I it. I got nothing for you. It's like, how many – does he got to win, like, 17 championships? Yeah, what the <laughs> like, hell? What do you want him to do? I think he's so down. I think that's his, like, next 
mental like oh if i do it again that'll be even better and then he might be done but (laughs) well i I mean he wants to play till he's 45 so two more seasons he'll be at 45 so i mean but i mean i would love for them to come back in it i mean let's let's put it this way even if they win it that's that's icing on the cake but the if they were able to come back that that to me is oh if they go back to back yeah who was the last team to go back to back i don't even know Probably Patriots. Of course. <laughs> I mean, hey, we hate to hear it, but I mean, it's going to happen. You guys should look it up right now, like what the odds are for him to win it again. Because that'd be, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's some people betting that right now. Actually, uh, I know a guy who won that bet this year. Oh, really? It was plus like 1,800, and he bet 100 bucks on it. Uh, plus 600, so not that much, really. They're the, they're the second highest odds right now. Or the other two. But, I mean, this is all before. Free agency. Yeah, the draft. The draft everything. Somebody gets hurt in, uh, you know, walkthroughs. You know, anything could change. The Chiefs are actually sure. the favorite. <laughs> it works. Mahomes is a... Uh, now he's got a baby. Mahomes is coming back for sure. I did see that. And yep. they named... <laughs> oh, God. We're not going to get into this Mahomes. shit. <laughs> Mahomes had a daughter and named her Sterling. I don't know. I looked at that, like, Dude, last... They're... I woke up, I read that, I was like... Oh, really? Well, it was on like, Instagram, it was uh-huh. like, Sterling Sky. It's like, what the fuck? He's got, he's got notifications on Patrick Mahomes stuff. That's right. That's right. Baby updates. Ooh. <laughs> Anything else that we uh No, Casey, we, I appreciate it. I know Rick appreciates yeah, it. Yeah, man. I mean, Thanks for having me. This is first awesome. First guest on the show. Was My a guy. success. <laughs> Loved it. And a great topic at that. Also, yeah. uh... Casey's uh, an artist in Minnesota. You want to plug uh, some social media? Check out your stuff. You know, check me out. You can Google me. It's Casey Robinson Visuals. I'm on Instagram. Uh, and, yeah, I got a little clothing line that I'm trying to get rolling. The official yes, official launch is going to be in 2022. So if you okay. want to help us invest in the capital, you know, go, go buy a hoodie. Still I rise. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, that's 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 that. So appreciate your uh, appreciate your Thank time. Thank you for taking time out of your day. And joining us on Sports Banter, episode eight. Sports Banter. Out. Out. <laughs>